Welcome to the ASAP Weekly Rocket League Podcast, a show hosted by LeZero, the man of a thousand rants, as well as Relentless, who has the spiciest takes, and Wabbit, the fan favorite. This show details the latest news in the Rocket League scene, esports results, and tips and tricks on how to get better at the game, while sometimes they'll just take a random topic and see where it takes them. Thank you all for listening, and enjoy. Hello and welcome back to the ASAP Weekly Rocket League Podcast. I'm your host, Lazira, and I'm joined, as always, by Wabs. How's it going, Wabs? Yo, what's up? It's me. And I'm also joined by a very special guest today. Um, some would call him the better relentless. Um, by some, Myself I would included. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, but Mix is here. How's it going, Mixa? I'm doing dandy. I, I like relentless. That's a good joke. I like it. Uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about your your kind of 72 PC relations with uh, Relentless just a moment, but I do want to quickly do some, uh, you know, housekeeping right off the bat. Uh, the first of which is Elize and Wabs uh, have been doing some, made those uh, awesome coaching videos. So be sure if you want to get some, you know, individual one-on-one coaching with Wabs and Elize, be sure to check them out. The link is in the description. Um yeah, Wabs, you you've you've had a training session recently, or one you should have already done if you haven't done yet. Both, <laughs> both. Oh, awesome! Yes, awesome. perfect. So, uh, yeah. so so yeah. So hopefully hopefully those are going well. Is there anything you're yeah. finding with the coaching that's interesting to you? Is there's way too much that's interesting. Basically, I go way over time because I love talking, as I tend to do, especially about Rocket League. Um, so if you're like, damn, this is an hour, expect to, even if it's like whatever the list it is it's wrong it's going long i can guarantee you that essentially free up your evening okay if you take yeah, wabs yeah, coaching and then <laughs> <laughs> and be ready to just um, talk for like a while <laughs> a while actually it's kind of funny because you're making me think back a little bit um there was someone who just posted in our discord something about like an older episode as some gaffes some 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 silly things that happen in older episodes mm-hmm. and like I feel we're now at the point, and actually I didn't even include this to the topics, but Mixa, welcome to the way we do things, uh, where I think of a topic as we start. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we've crossed the hundred thousand downloads threshold for a podcast, which is amazing. It's insane. Uh, I heard, so, yeah, that was very 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 poggers moment. Honestly, very uh, congratulations. I was actually listening to the other pog. podcasts uh, earlier today, the most recent one. Yeah, and so we have to we have to bear the responsibility of that. But I also kind of feel like we're now at a point where we ourselves can go back and listen to our own show because we won't remember what we talked about in those episodes. Very true. <laughs> when it comes to the beginning. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to go do that, but maybe. Maybe that's a possibility. Maybe that's a thing. Uh, all right, let's let's talk. Let's talk uh, quickly about some news. There's this DreamHack Beyond that's happening. Um, when it comes to Rocket League, it really just means for Rocket League specifically, it'll be uh, there's like a tournament, there's going to be some pro players, um, but it's essentially a virtual experience. So it's instead of a like the usual dream hack is usually like a video game festival. Um, instead, you're essentially in like this like MMO <laughs> and you go to stage to stage to watch different streams. It's I think it's pretty cool. I wonder how the interaction part of it works. Um, but the idea I really like. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I'm looking Labs at the, just realizing what this is. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm looking at the yeah, I'm watching video. The, the video on it. Yeah. I'm I kind of love this. It looks like Club Penguin, but you get to watch things when you do it. And I don't know if I'm off there, but like if you actually look at the little MMO thing and are like, hey, I used to play Club Penguin when I was X age, depending on how old you are currently. <laughs> Um, (laughs) then it's very familiar and that looks honestly really fun (laughs) here's the thing like i I guarantee it's gonna be like you're either gonna like try and love it or just gonna be like no i'm just gonna watch the rocket league stream (laughs) like twitch stream that's (laughs) probably gonna be on uh which is fine which i think is fine actually mentioning club penguin i was clearing through some like drawers the other day and i have like a the plug a club penguin secret police like ds game somewhere around i thought that was pretty funny That's um amazing. yeah yeah coincidence i think not uh but yeah that, that's happening july 24th so that's that's in two weeks so literally i could have talked about it next week great nice. um <laughs> uh 
other other i guess kind of last housekeeping things i think it's the news is kind of part of it but we're playing in the telus tournament uh we're playing the fourth best canadian team but by the time the show's out no one's gonna know so you're what i'm saying is essentially expect us to talk to either not talk about it how we lose that and then not talk about next week Mm -hmm. or expect next week's episode to just be about how we beat the fourth fourth best team canada because we're so uh you know yeah because we're amazing. Yeah. The upset happened. Anyway, uh, I think I, I had a lot of fun on yesterday's. We had a, a yesterday's stream of the the Telus tournament match. Um, it's pretty funny. Kind of, uh, couple, yeah. Go Blue is back. I'm I'm pretty happy about that. If anyone doesn't know, Go Blue is probably one of our first, well, our first patron, definitely one of our first listeners. So, uh, pretty cool to see him hanging around mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. recently. Okay, um, Mixa. Yes, I feel like I've. Uh, <laughs> usually usually I, I give the floor immediately to the guests but you know i just i just the fact that you have an association with the relentless just made me kind of keep pushing it back and pushing it back but here you are mixta tell us about yourself how you're involved in the rock league scene and uh yeah the the worst part of it how how you know relentless oh boy well honestly i, I don't blame you for talking i've literally been enhanced in this video like about the dream hack beyond that's actually insane just watching the little people <laughs> walk around but uh, uh I am Mixta, obviously. Uh, I started playing and getting involved in like esports and stuff like that, like late 2018. It's pretty much when I got my first PC. Uh, I made a lot of friends and stuff like that. Uh, I int- usually just got into like competitive stuff. I just wanted to be a pro player. And, you know, like the average player, my dreams died out. So I went to casting. Uh, so I started off Don't casting. Don't let your dreams be oh, dreams <laughs> uh, they were definitely <laughs> dreams and they they stopped there once i realized that my mechanics could not go past uh gold so i got into casting because i liked uh top players and i liked the casting aspect you know shout casting commentating because if, like, if, you, if you can get paid to just sit there and talk it's you know easy money that's kind of the dream yeah yeah honestly so like i did that's like, why we're on a podcast mm, exactly <laughs> so, like podcasts are fun i haven't uh really done any like professional ones or like bigger ones I just kind of like sit and talk with my friends and stuff but like I, I started doing like lower leagues in casting and then something happened to where one of my friends in the lower leagues gave or sent me an invite to like the game time server and if you don't know game time like the game time qualifications uh they're great people jake cube's a great dude uh game time's actually owned by renegades the esports org and they're based out like the game time is actually based out in like michigan so they're having like a, a six thousand dollar qualification right now for rocket league so it's mainly like low Whoa. like high bubble teams mm-hmm. stuff like that so those are always fun to cast and that's really what got me involved in like okay let me try to take this to the next step so then i was actually a part of the 72 pc community uh you know again with friends i had really good connections that i never really realized were connections until 72 pcs rocket league team actually started consistently making the regional so i was like hey they're starting to do uh what is it the the group stages on the regionals so let me try to get involved in that so i asked the coach at the time or still is the coach but they're under flashes of brilliance now and not 72 pc they actually just got picked up uh so congrats to those boys shout out to them Mm -hmm. but i talked with josh and i was like you know oh yeah we were talking with each other and we're like yeah we, we can get you on the you know the stream like we get that set up i actually have a guy he like he said i actually have a guy who does some asap weekly stuff like i don't know if you heard of them i was like actually i haven't but that sounds really cool so that's when i met relentless was actually through josh who was the coach of the 72 pc rocket league team mm-hmm. and so that's how i met relentless and then we we hit it off instantly i mean uh stream went really well and then he unfortunately you know like a businessman got a better job so he couldn't do the stream anymore. So listen, he's on his like seventh job. So yeah, honestly, <laughs> that that happens. So I, I, he's been back on his show. I don't know what's up with him, dude. He's been making money, and I, you can't you can't blame the man. But I, I miss casting with him. Like <laughs> the, the first day, I think we did like one or two streams together, and uh, he kind of just shifted into like the, just the broadcaster. But I, I really enjoyed casting with him. He had a, I don't know if he had like a, a as much of a knowledge of the game, uh, as like others, but like his energy and. Uh, mm-hmm. He would just sit there and just know how to cast it, and it just worked beautifully. I, I thank you for saying that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the GC doesn't have enough knowledge about the game. Uh, it's, yeah. true. it's true. <laughs> well, like, uh, not necessarily not about the game, but like about the the pro scene. Like 
Uh, that's fair. That's he fair, didn't really yeah. know about the players that he was casting or with or against. Do you? Um, yeah. Okay. Wait. Uh, okay. My my first question. Let me, uh, this is what happens when I have like three questions appear at once, and I decide <laughs> which one I want to give you here. Um, Roll a die. My first question to you is is maybe specifically with casting. If there's anyone who's kind of part of the Rock League scene and they can see themselves doing it. Do you have any maybe suggestions? Maybe, you know, you said the Discord server, maybe where they can start getting involved or start practicing. Uh, what, what, what are some suggestions you have for them? Honestly, there's so many tournaments going on. Like, not even for, like, big league, you know, shots, like, you know, like RLCS, DreamHack, stuff like that. Uh, like, any college stuff. Any, like, uh, CCA, College Carball Association, anything like that is a great place to like see casters and uh, a few of them are lesser known than the rest. So like maybe reaching out to them, getting in contact, stuff like that. But honestly, like if you just go to like uh battlefy or smash.gg, you see so many tournaments, you can get into their discord and be like, Hey, I'm interested in casting. Uh, would you, you know, be interested in having? You me may need to be able to stream, though. I'm going to say that right away. You may need that a PC too. that yeah. can stream. Yeah, that that's my issue is because I cannot stream. I have 0.6 upload. Don't tell anybody, obviously. Oh, wow. uh, and my PC is not the greatest. But honestly, if you can get that shot of like, hey, I can see the game in enough pixels that I can cast properly. That that's usually where you want to start first. So honestly, finding these small tournaments and getting your name out there does wonders for getting your confidence and your casting ability up. Mm-hmm. Plus, it gives you that experience I, of actually casting, and that's something. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. the more you cast, the more you have fun with it, and the better you get. It's like exactly. a, it's a snowball. Yeah. I think that's actually so key. I think with all these things, and, and like I know I mentioned like listening back to the earlier episodes, but it takes time. It just takes like reps, mm-hmm. right, to get better and better. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think there's a very much uh, a secret to that. I want to say it's a good thing you kind of brought that up. I, th- I think you came up with some good ideas uh, because, you know, if, if someone were to ask me, uh, because I, I, I end up casting for, I don't know if you know, Ontario, uh, OPSE, they, they had like, you know, um, it's just an, like a local university scene in our province mm-hmm. here um, in Canada. But, um, you know, if someone asked me, like, how did you get involved? I'm like, well, listen, OK, I knew a guy, right? five years back <laughs> all right and then i became the president for two years of a university esports club <laughs> and then i started a podcast that was successful enough to give me notoriety so that when they had when he was desperate and looking for people to cast he sent me a message okay that <laughs> is the way that i accomplished uh casting for uh i think i did two two or so but pretty pretty cool uh with a larger audience and, and some top uh, canadian teams that may be a little um, bit but yeah too that, that would have been my suggestion <laughs> it was like you gotta be um, a president of this and you gotta be knowing this guy for 10 plus years like <laughs> no, i completely agree i mean yeah. i had i had plenty of contacts like i said like i had contacts that i didn't even know there were contacts you know, especially through the 72 PC people. But honestly, you know, just putting in the grind on the smaller tournaments gets your name out there. I, I think it's actually so interesting to think back because I I will say as much as like, I, <laughs> there's just a random thought I have now. Is it relevant to the discussion? Not really, but here I go. <laughs> um, what a podcast the, for. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, Mixa gets it. Um, so, no, but I wanted to say uh, the... Essentially, like what I found is actually the 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 being the club president of like the the university club um, was more helpful on putting on a resume than it was directly transferable to like esports or the podcast, which I kind of think is funny. Mm-hmm. Um, how how that kind of works? Uh, although, th- once again, those connections that I actually had before I became that end up helping me out in the long run. Um, yeah uh (laughs) i want i once i want someone once to ask me it's like how did how did you get people to start listening to your podcast right wabs do you remember the story (laughs) i don't find an overhyped find an overhyped game okay yep watch it die but transition while i still have an audience so you have enough (laughs) uh seo so that enough rocket league people when they search up rocket league podcast you're like number one or two and then that's how you do it. <laughs> what I'll say is don't pretend that there was still an audience when we transferred. <laughs> that's it. There wasn't an audience for the what game do you when mean? we transferred. Not for the game. 
we had more people listening than there were players. Yeah. You know that. <laughs> Which was still pretty good. Um, no, anyway, I'm, I'm proud of that fact. Mix has probably never heard of Artifact, so that's why, <laughs> that's why I bring it up. I that think is a great funny. assumption. need to be correct. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, it is... It is, uh, it is the disappointment of all disappointments when it comes to games. Um, but it started this podcast. So listen, like if there's going to be 500, which I hate, I kind of hate cause I don't really have it like an affiliation with that game. Um, you know, uh, but if I tell people it's like this podcast wouldn't exist without that, you know, I don't know how they think, uh, <laughs> with this random game, this random Dota card game that just flopped. Absolutely. Just think about it like uh, this. We are the greatest thing to come out of artifact. amazing amazing all right um let's let's get mixed up back in here because i feel like we've alienated him if not the audience as well i'm learning a lot i'm learning a lot um yeah the deep city lore uh, which which is vast and expansive um i you actually brought this up so there was something i did want to talk about uh recently so sunless con put up a video a youtube video titled why uh, why I'm quitting Rocket League, I believe was the title. Mm-hmm. And now before we even get into what this video is about, because I have some thoughts on the video, but then I also have some thoughts on the title. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I wanted to get was Mix's take on Rocket League YouTubers, because Mix kind of told me something a little bit before the show started. So I want to see uh, if you can maybe explain a little bit. You're saying you're not you're not necessarily a fan of Rocket League YouTubers in general. Well, can you the, explain why, perhaps? It sounds really bad when you take it out of context, because the people, like, you know, you make content, you do good, you get money, yada yada. I mean, the, the people are great. They try to put effort into their videos. It's not that I don't like the YouTubers. Like, I love... Uh, I meant the content, specifically. Yeah, the, con- yeah, the content's yeah. great. Uh, yeah, that, that's where issues with me personally like because i've always been like i i enjoy playing the game and i enjoy the competitive aspect of it so if i'm gonna watch youtube of rocket league i feel so old saying this but if i'm gonna if i'm gonna go watch rocket league like you know casual players doing casual things you know just doing like funny stuff i could go like go launch the game and go do it myself and like go mm-hmm. hang out with friends and stuff like that now, honestly, the stuff that Lethemir does is insane. Nobody, hardly anybody can copy what he does. He has, you know, a genuine talent for the content creation and map creation. Uh, but if it's just like running tournament with so-and-so, it's like, you know, I mean, there, there's, I can go watch a Twitch stream of that. Every Rizzo video. <laughs> every, I didn't want to say names, but it's just, <clears throat> but I mean, it's just, uh, you know, if I want no, to listen, watch- it's quality for those who consume it, right? Honestly, but if yes, you're not is, in the mood, is. if you're not in the mood, you're not in the mood for that kind of content. It is what it yeah. is. Mm-hmm. So like when I first started watching Rocket League YouTubers, it was like the Wolfles and like the John Sandman, like the and the, the neat Mike, like those three F2. That's when I pretty much was getting into Rocket League. I wanted to learn more about Rocket League. And they were like funny because I knew Wolfles from like the Minecraft thing he did, because you know, Minecraft was a great game back in forever yep. so now yeah it's still yes. it's, it's still a great game but the, the minecraft the minecraft youtubers <laughs> were, were great for me um you know be being younger it's like i remember his name i wanted to watch him play rocket league because i saw rocket league and i was like immediately in love with it but since then there's only so much content you can make with rocket league because of you know you get in and you play carball mm-hmm. and that's really it there were some interesting like trading videos but now that trading's pretty much out the window with all the crates and stuff it's like eh um but no it's just never been my cup of tea if i if i watch a rocket league video it's like watching the nrg rocket league team guess who what the player is which i I enjoy watching those because it's fun to see like the professional players see the rest of the players and how they view the rest of the players in their league interesting So That's I guess you, really you, you if if you are going to watch Rocket League content, you want it to be a little more esports. Yeah, focused, a little bit more esports focused because I've always been I've liked uh, especially if you're casting it right. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like knowing tidbits, and you can get plenty of tidbits from like each like esports scene video, and you can use that for your cast. Yada yada. Um, Good point. But doing because when it's e- when it's esports like comp competitors and like the audience, there's a disconnect there. And having these YouTube videos really like diminishes that disconnect because they the pro players like to keep a lot of things quiet with like trades and stuff like that and rosters, which is understandable. Mm-hmm. 
but then you kind of shut off like you don't really know their personalities how they talk with one another i think that's why comms videos blew up entirely is because you can you can you're there with the team while they're winning this championship and you know mm-hmm. so it, that those esports videos and like comms and like just the teams hanging out has always been something i enjoyed oh i think the comms videos are great especially oh, yeah. like esports side and like i kind of like watching them in isolation from uh from the actual tournament like i don't like when they go into comms when you're watching the actual tournament mm-hmm. but like after i watch the match i like to then go back and watch those videos oh yeah 100 um no, I think that's a great explanation, and I think that's something we—I think we even talked about last week uh, a little bit about. Um, if not, forgive me. I've I've talked to Wabs way too many times this week, and I and I forget what we put on the show and not on the yeah. show. <laughs> um, but but uh, no no no. The, the the thing that I think that's a great point when it comes to rock league YouTube video uh, YouTubers, and in that case, I would actually recommend Mixta once this. Um, this uh, episode is done to watch Sunless Con News video, and I'll explain why in a, in a moment. Uh, because I might argue that this might be the best video he's done, maybe not period, but in a while. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'll explain why that is in a second. I'll explain the video a little bit in a second. What I do want to explain, though, and I know why he put this title. It's like why I'm getting Rocket League. Um, and then he wanted to make like this whole joke. Of, like he got everyone in the comment section to kind of like say like, oh, like we'll miss you, all that stuff. And everyone put it on Twitter and stuff and it's it's not by the way that's like the joke in the video at the end but i'm gonna ruin it here i don't i don't really <laughs> care but i find it has the same effect as when we did that april fool's joke that we're done mm. which just is negative and is actually not that funny um <laughs> uh and i think especially with all the doom posting that everyone was doing like i understand why he did it um but i i guarantee you and it's like it's like I get I get his perspective, especially that he has the amount of subscribers that he has. So he's probably not as worried. But I guarantee you, there's probably like ten thousand people that unsubbed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just watch the beginning of the video and then don't watch the end, and they unsub. Um, and it's it's more it's not even that. It's like I've been a part of a, a lot of communities that keep saying that like oh this you know this game is dying or this game is dying. But I think it's all like kind of kind of dumb in most cases except yep. for artifact um <laughs> it's very hard to reach dead but that game that game was dune from the beginning <laughs> so it doesn't really matter uh no it, it, and i think i i just don't like the general vibe like when when the community gets like that because i think you know propagating that actually is detrimental mm-hmm. because for most people there are people who kind of leave a game and then you think the game doesn't exist anymore but it's actually doing fine without you right you're just disassociated with the game so you actually don't know how it's doing anymore um and i i think for a lot of people in you know obviously we we have seen the free free to play kind of drop right we've, we've seen the free to play drop uh but i think it's literally back to where it was before free to play so there's no real like negative impact right um and i'd even argue probably when esports starts up again it'll it'll shoot mm-hmm. back up uh slowly but um yeah i i don't like this this kind of this kind of like it's weird though because i don't i don't want to like condemn him for doing it but i just i just have this sinking feeling that like it does more harm than good for the community essentially what i'm saying because if you get a bunch of people to start thinking like that it just becomes even more toxic uh yeah dead game memes are are the most annoying thing I think I'd agree with that. As someone who came from Starcraft. Fair. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't really like that, that game meme stuff either because you. it's like, okay, look at like League of Legends. People that play that game are like, oh, it's a dead game. and It's, <laughs> it's a dead game, yes. Biggest game yeah. in the world. And okay. I don't know. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> going to say it about every game and some people are actually going to believe it and that's not a good thing <laughs> just at all because... Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. So... Dead game memes um, should die. <laughs> dead, dead game memes should be dead. Yeah. yeah. Any, any further take on that, Mixta? Any before I go on? Any scene mm-hmm. that's about esports is always going to be like up and down. Mm-hmm. There's almost never going to be like a steady line. Like when you look at like the NFL, NHL, like you'll see peaks and playoffs and stuff like that. Other than that, it's like normal. Like there, it's like a steady line. Esports, there's so many different games, there's so many different teams, so many different tournaments, and players like 
casual players playing said game that it's just going to fluctuate up and down. I think that when they announced free to play, it spiked like super hard, obviously, because it's a huge announcement. And then obviously, like you cannot top that just by holding numbers. Like mm-hmm. the numbers are going to go back down a little bit and they're going to stay leveled for a little bit more. And I think that's where we're in right now. But combine the prize pool that they're making for RLCS and these longer seasons with more tournaments and more streams and then lands in the future, I think we're just getting started in the esports scene. Mm-hmm. So it, it could skyrocket back up. I think I think you had an amazing point. Um, what I didn't like about it was that you echoed uh, a person that I don't like giving praise to. <laughs> uh, that is Mr. Relentless? No, no, it's Nick Even Tackle worse. in this case. But, uh, oh, okay, got it. <laughs> Same diff, honestly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's the biggest insult that this uh, has ever received on the show. Just, <laughs> it's also. I was gonna say it's the biggest insult to both of them. Um, <laughs> uh, wow, just a lot, a lot, a lot of uh, attacks on relentless and attack. But I mean, <laughs> yeah. Why was Mixer brought up <laughs> to make fun of relentless? It's a relentless, a relentless tag y'all in the post, uh, like in my Twitter post, so asking yeah, y'all. Yeah, so yeah. it's his fault. It's his fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's only one person to blame for this. Um, Okay, uh, that's amazing. Let me let me talk about this actual video and why I think it's one of the best videos he's made. It it starts off as like a, you know typical like oh I'm quitting Rocket League and it's pretty serious and he's like talking about his stuff mm-hmm. and um and you know that's what it goes on for the first four minutes um and then halfway through it becomes like a horror yep <laughs> video uh where so this is, this is for the audience or mix it so I think it's worth watching where essentially um some fan like calls him out and then he goes to like this abandoned park um and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna spoil the twist for you but it the reason i thought it was good is because a lot of people are like there's so much opportunity for storytelling and and like going outside the box and i think he does a good good step in the right direction of being more creative Mm -hmm. right um i think any video that starts with I am playing the game with friends. Um, it's fine, but I don't. I think you'll only keep the core audience, right? But if you want to be a YouTuber, especially that reaches out to people who casually play Rocket League as opposed to like our diehards, mm-hmm. um, I think you can have Rocket League related content, but do exactly what this video was, right? Tell a story, uh, in this case, a horror story, right? Include some memes, make it make it funny, make a good twist. Uh, and yeah, so that's why that's why I really like this video because it's actually a twist on things, and I, and I hope to see more of that from him. Um, I'm okay with like you know, let's just say two or three video. Like I feel like once a month there should be a, at least a creative idea. Okay, you can have your like I'm just going to work videos. That's okay, but I feel like if you're Rock League YouTubers, you should have something that breaks the mold once a month, or else you'll really start to get stale. That's fair. I definitely agree, and I think that's what what's happened with a lot of Rock League content. Is just kind of doing the same thing over and over again. And then I think that's what a lot of like players that can play with pros, like you throw the name Squishy Muffins out there and everybody knows who it is. Like everybody that's been in the sing longer mm-hmm. than six months knows who Squishy is. And now more recently, it's Justin as well. You know, like when Justin hit the scene in season five, everybody's known him since. Mm-hmm. So for all these casual players just getting into Rocket League and just like getting a tidbit of the pro scene, like, oh, NRG just won championships. You know, I see Squishy and I see Justin and I see Garrett G. And then they go to YouTube and they see Squishy, Justin, Garrett G. And they're like, okay, click and they'll watch. So I think that's where the the divide, like you're talking about, between casual and like the hardcore Rocket League gamer are, are split. Well, my argument is that casual fan will watch a couple of those videos and, and like be great. But the thing that will keep them, even if they stop playing Rocket League, is content that's more creative oh, yeah. in that sense. That, that, that goes beyond the realm of what... Beyond the boundary of uh, what the thing is. I think another thing is, and this is kind of weird to say, but from a content creation perspective, you can't really go... And I mean, this is why Leth is so good, right? But you can't really go beyond the arena, mm-hmm. right? Like most Rocket League content creators, like everything that happens, happens in the arena. And from a visual perspective, that isn't um, as appealing, right? Uh, so... I mean, I think I think it's just it's just another kind of uh, box, right? That you're kind of forced into, right? Unless you're doing custom maps, unless unless you're creating custom maps or playing custom maps, you're kind of stuck within this arena 
setting that's just just a dome right <laughs> and no matter how nice it looks on the outside uh <laughs> um you you're still kind of forced as a youtuber to to make content within that and that's that's kind of one of and it's like an artificial box like i said you can you can find ways around it but i think it's very interesting to think about that maybe compared to other games where there's so much other stuff to do right like the sheer creative space of what you can do in fortnite say what you want about fortnite um is so much greater right with the, with like the stuff you can build and like whatever, whatever silly accomplishment you're trying to do there's so like the the variety in the map there's so much more you could create with content um and then space that way while a lot of content creators for rock league are kind of penned into this literally penned into the arena <laughs> yeah yeah and i, I, I agree there, there's only so much you can do in rock league and i think uh so earlier about like the the content creation in rocket league like the average rocket league youtuber there's only so many ideas you can come up with to make an interesting video and then lethamir obviously being the genius that he is can you know create his own rocket league maps and then go from there and he has so many more lanes but i mean i agree i mean like fortnite's a great game it's uh very well made and you know good game uh good game behind it it's just the community <laughs> when when games get you know trolled on like that it's the community <laughs> no, no no of course, of course. i'm, I'm not saying that i'm just saying i guess all i'm saying is is like literally if we just look at the game right yeah the creative the creative space within the game is there right the, oh, the amount of different visuals you can provide right for video is there um where you can put your character is is far greater different mm-hmm. situations where, where you can create skits or scenarios or what have you um yeah and like i'd argue with with a lot of other games like just having an open map gives you a lot of leeway to do yeah. things um yeah uh this is this is kind of like this is where we're gonna we're gonna kind of close this topic but it's it's uh i think wabs might know this but like i can talk about like you know design space forever like i feel like that's one of my favorite topics to talk about uh but in rock league specifically i know i know our listeners are not always a fan if i if i go on about like the intricacies of uh what could be done although actually now that i mentioned this uh <laughs> you know waps i need you to table uh you know possibly like rocket league two ideas uh we that can that can be a topic we can do one one episode um okay so okay <laughs> uh with that in mind uh let's let's go on to the rocket league learning corner so this this is the spiritual su- successor to the beginner's corner. This is kind of the uh, a mix of our week at Rock League or like stuff that we've been thinking about within the game. And uh, I took away essentially kind of three things, or maybe there's three things I kind of noticed in my gameplay. And as I've been playing this week, these are things I've focused on. Um, and this kind of goes once again from Eliza's and, and Waps's uh, coaching videos. Um, the first is making sure. Uh, that I am not flipping on defense. I think that is actually a bad habit mm-hmm. I've created um, because as soon as you flip, you've committed and you can't really adjust to anything that's going on. Not only that, at the rank I currently am, everything feels a little slower, so I really shouldn't be flipping. Um, and uh, the other thing I was saying is using less... Uh, what was it? Less... Um, I was saying ball cam? No, 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 car not cam. the other one. Uh, car cam. Less car mm-hmm. cam uh, because at this point in my Rock League career, I should be able to look at the ball even while I'm driving over boost pads. And the third one is not always going for big boost and getting those smaller boosts. So those are kind of three things I've been focusing on. And I think they're very helpful because it's a nice switch from just like crazy mechanic practice that I usually mm-hmm. do. <laughs> um, uh, Wabs, have you have you kind of noticed anything in our last week? I know, I know we're building up to the big game that we have today. Um, but is there any stuff that you like you've you've kind of felt you've been playing worse at or you've kind of practiced? Um, I think something that I've been doing is definitely rotating wider just in general. Um, I think mm-hmm. I'm, because of where I am, I, I've just forced myself to be in the play more. Um, but, you know, taking a step back, being like, yeah, you know what? They can my teammates can do something. I, I will trust them whether or not they deserve that trust. When I'm playing with you guys, you deserve the trust. It's great. Um, when I'm playing with random people, it's like, I'm going to trust them. And if they fail, then I'm already on defense because I'm rotating wider and perfect. We did it. Um, another thing that I is very, very small, but I think is super fun and it's just kind of stupid, but it's great. Um, 
is a very weird Rocket League fact. Um, did okay. you know that when you go up a, a corner, like let's say you're driving onto the wall, if you jump, you maintain your speed better. Did you guys know this? If you jump onto a no. wall, you maintain your speed. If you jump Wait. while you're driving over the corner, you maintain your speed better because you have upward momentum going with your forward momentum. And it, you're not just driving directly into the wall. You're actually driving kind of at an angle. And it's that weird thing where like, you know how you just kind of. Because the corner is yeah. so sharp. So if you jump on so you the to, corner, on the edge of the the ground wall uh, like spot, then you maintain speed and you don't have to use as much boost to get to, to speed on the wall. Oh, so are you okay? So you're talking about like from like say like backboard going through the corner. So you jump the corner onto the sidewall. Nope, but it does work there. So you jump like from the wall to the ground. Are you jumping from the ground to the wall? Or are you? Jumping I think you guys are getting caught on this jumping thing. That's the problem. You're not jumping a little bit. <laughs> you're pressing the jump button as you go from the lip or go on the lip. So, so from the ground. Oh, uh, so like, uh, it kind of like eats the jump. Exactly. You know when? Oh, yeah. Okay. From ground, from ground to wall, or from both. wall to wall? Because now I'm concerned. Actually, both. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yes. I, I, I see that. I see yeah. that. Because so you know, like when you're, I've imagined perfect. it. I'm there. I'm there. So you, you just have to make sure you hit um, when you click. Wow, that's so. That's gonna be it's so really annoying. Stupid. That now that you said that. It's just like one simple motion of driving, and actually just tripped me up. So I know. Bad. I know. That's why I was like, I've, I explained this horribly that's why jump is bad but it's something that happens like all the time when you're starting off and going on the wall and you're like why did my jump go away what happened here and then just like oh i it's because i was on the lip and when i was jumping i was actually jumping towards the wall instead of jumping out from the wall and that's that's what goes on there and that's like the level one play but you learn when you're super high up when some random person tells you about this trick <laughs> and it just <laughs> So you just have to hit. Wait, you have to just you just have to hit hit your drip, drift button as well, though, right? Because nope. I imagine if you mess this up, you should probably no. As long as you just just slightly jump, yep. it should be natural. Yep. You wow. just drive okay. forward towards the wall, and then you press the jump button, and you just continue driving forwards on the wall, but you maintain your speed slightly better. That it's wild. Um, so, <laughs> so that is better than just driving yep. straight up yep. the wall. Amazing. It's, I am now officially going to lose my next 20 games. You're welcome. It's going to be great. <laughs> now, want to know the best part, the thing that I actually want to talk about? You okay. know how you do squishy saves? Everybody does a squishy save. You just do, go in and out because that's yeah. what you have to do. Um, mm-hmm. So technically you have to jump twice? Is no, no, no. You here? spam that button. <laughs> <laughs> so the moment you get to a lip, you spam that button and you have to use no boost. You come out full speed. It's insane. I never noticed this. I didn't even think about it until like... That's insane. <laughs> However, I will say for most squishy saves, you need to time it. You pretty do, well. but if you have to, so so, so you that's like a down. different example. You're not doing a squishy save. You're going for a bump in the net. You're in midfield. Your teammates okay. like, oh, I'm going for a solo play, and you're like, what do I do now? My teammates behind me on defense. I'm just vibing, waiting for the ball to kind of kick out to me. But my teammates going for a solo play. What do I do? I go for a bump. So I just drive straight towards that net. I don't care if I'm in the net because I'm just going to spam the jump button going in and out and then I'm already out in a de- defensive position. And you're already full speed and you don't even have to wave down. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm now just literally, my next training session is me going to be go, ignoring the ball, driving straight at the net and then just spamming the jump button seeing if I, I can do this. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I usually like sit in free play for a little bit like every day because like, uh, like I'll play ranked or like some scrim stuff like that. And that's gonna absolutely tear me up. I'm just gonna be like, all right, let's just do some free play warm up. Wait, I heard this, you know, on the, the podcast earlier. I'm gonna go try it, and then I'll be stuck there for 30 minutes, not even doing it. <laughs> it's extremely easy. Literally, you just press the jump button as you hit the wall. That's it. It's all you do. It's great. Trying to put it into it your sounds play, like a timing thing. It is a timing thing. Um, that's what's gonna kill me. <laughs> it, it's such a stupid thing because it actually gives you nothing. <laughs> But it's just, it's like, just for show. It's, it's like, just hey, to show look, look how much boost I used. Oh, it's none. <laughs> yeah, you do nothing. It's great. It, it doesn't make any difference. I'm sure it will be never useful. Maybe useful a grand total of one time in your 10,000 hours. But is it a beautiful thing to know? Yes. <laughs> this is like this is like when you start seeing like Astral do like a wave dashes on the wall. It's, it's doing like, a ceiling dash. You know what I mean? That's it. <laughs> You're... 
you're like, what are we doing here when they're, when they're just like doing wave dashes on the wall instead of using boosts? Is like, is this actually helpful in a game? Like, would this would this skill that's gonna make you save all of ten boosts actually gonna make you make the right play in all of two seconds? <laughs> the worst part is it's possible. It actually could make that difference. And it oh. no, it could make the difference. I just think you you'd have to have trained it enough that it's ingrained in your brain yes. to never make a mistake when you're doing it. Which which means, I mean, like I guess for the the best of the best, it makes sense. Which means, I mean, this is one of those things where you know if, if I'm what did I say? I made like a I'm trying to make like a list of like skills essentially you need from the beginning mm-hmm. to the end. This would be like near the end yep. skills of things that are use that are useful and going to directly transition to you playing better. It's like. It's uh, okay on the level of how like complicated it is. It's like doing a fast aerial. You if you're if you haven't done a fast aerial by the time you're GC, you're like, what are you doing? How did you actually get here? Um, but you could probably learn it in zero seconds, and that's the exact same thing as this. You just learn it in zero seconds, and it it technically makes you faster, but it's not nearly as good as it. <laughs> I feel like when I now do my next like training session where I'm just like practicing off the ball, like. This is going to be one of the things I'm going to add. Okay, I'm going to be doing like my half flips, mm-hmm. you know, my wave dashes, my, uh, you know, off the wall, back onto the wall stuff. All right. And then th- there'll be this <laughs> thing. Okay. This thing that I'm going to try to implement. I love how it's just called this thing. It's just a stupid thing that nobody wants to think about. But now you can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> I feel the same way. Well, here's the difference, right? I feel the same way when I learned that, you know, the longer you hold jump, you can jump slightly mm-hmm. higher. But that's actually useful. Right? That was a. I would say that that's that was way an actually more useful thing. I had that same feeling at the beginning of this conversation, <laughs> but by the end of it, I'm like, "Is this the thing I'm going to implement? Probably. Is this actually going to be helpful? Probably not." <laughs> um, yeah, that was great. Uh, I love how Wabs you've now become like combo in that sense. <laughs> You're the spiritual successor that gives us random tidbits we didn't yep. know before. Uh, that's that's amazing. And the, okay, um, the worst part about. Oh me figuring this out is that like six or seven months ago, maybe longer cursor told me, um, about that, like that trick on the wall because he learned it, I think from messy. Okay. And then so many months later, I'm like, Hey, what if I do this while I'm going in and out of the net? <laughs> and now I just can't stop thinking about it. That's where well, all the, the good ideas come from. <laughs> The thing is, like this, this becomes a thing where you're gonna like eventually stop thinking about yep. it, and like people are gonna watch you play, and there's like there's like something a little bit different, but you quite can't tell what it is, and this is gonna be it. No, I actually got that feeling as well. Like like for me, once you understand what a speed flip is, right? You'll watch a lot of pros play, and you're like, what is that flip they're mm-hmm. doing? But it's like once you know what a speed flip is, it's like you understand why they're doing it. Um, Elias uses this quite well, actually, because Elias Elias. Elias is so sneaky, like plays a little bit slower than you expect and then just like speed flips yep. sometimes and completely catches people off guard. Um, but he uses more boosts, right? So then you're like, is this actually? <laughs> um, I think technically it's supposed no, to it use is. less boost if you're doing it very proper. Then a diagonal yeah. flip? Well, I, I think it's effectiveness without boost is, is not yes. there, right? If you don't have boost, then there's no reason to use it. There's no reason to use it. Um, but but I think it's still the same technically as a diagonal yeah. flip. So you could just, if that's the case, you could just like eventually people just learn it and only do that instead of diagonal flip, which I think yeah. is fascinating, uh, which I haven't got to yet, but maybe that's, maybe that's my next uh, training thing is to work on this, this kind of non boost or sorry, like, like ground mechanics mm-hmm. uh, that aren't related to fifties or flicks or anything. Just, just movement. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, like honestly, recoveries are a big thing that I'm definitely lacking at this point. Um, and it's like recoveries are like the dumbest things to practice. It's so easy though. Uh, it's like so easy to practice. It it is, but like I wish there was. Okay. Like I think my my problem is I put myself in situations that I know how to recover mm. from, but it's like the recoveries when I put myself in awkward situations that yeah. I, that I have a harder time practicing. Okay, obviously. I'll tell you. If you have bakes for anyone there. I need to get boxes again. I got gotcha, yes. gotcha. And then and gets, I'm gonna click a button. It's gonna flip. There's me. a bump gotcha. plugin. <laughs> um, if you don't have boxes because you're on, you know, 
uh, console or you don't want to get it because you don't want to get it for some reason, um, you can do the combo thing that he talked about a very long time ago where you really have to think about putting your controller in a very weird spot, like try and do some weird tornado spins and get upside down and don't know where your car is and then flip in a different direction. Um, it's really, really weird and it's hard to do, but if you end up doing that and recover while boosting with drift on, uh, wheels on the ground or on the wall, if you're trying to recover on the wall or whatever else, it actually does help with that because that helps against bump, uh, like with your bump recoveries, it helps with your pretty much everything else. It's, uh, I, I would, I would say if there's one thing for recoveries where I find myself, I, I get lost the most. And when I have a bad recovery, it's when the ball moves like the I'm following the ball and it moves like around my car in the instance that I'm like trying to hit it and then recover. I think that's definitely the the, the weirdest one, right? Where me being on ball cam is like confusing me, like which way I should flip at that mm. point. But then it like switches in half a second later, right? Um, so I've seen myself make some mistakes there, but that's that's just adjustment. Like, and I I don't think there's any reason to get off ball cam, right? Uh, to do recovery i mean i guess you could in theory but i don't think it's i think i would find that more confusing (laughs) to to, to then take it off yeah uh okay i i think that's great um mixa i want to get your your take since you are here since you're our guest hello um how what's the most recent kind of League getting better type stuff you've been doing or do you find that you're mostly casting these days uh well i play in a league it's actually the league that i started in when i was talking about like lower league casting and getting my name out there mm-hmm. i'm playing mm-hmm. in that league actually um uh, and it's like competitively there's like a small prize pool uh it's called united rogue i don't know if y'all have heard about them but it's basically like a league like uh minor league esports rsc odin like stuff yeah, like yeah, that yeah, yeah. emily's like would probably if you've heard of one you'll heard of emily uh because you know sleeky owns it it's very popular it's probably the most popular minor I, league that there is i think we've the only one we've mentioned the most of is probably indie mm-hmm. gaming. Right? Indie That's game, yeah, indie game league is another one. Uh, I forgot about them. Um, but yeah, I, IGL, MLE, you are all like relatively like thousand plus players, stuff like that. So I've been playing you, in that and getting uh, mm-hmm. stuff. What's up? I was gonna say, are you? Is the team that you're on a team of like you and your friends, or is it like they match you up with a team? So the way UR works is that it's like free agent signing based. So you can play with your friends, Ooh. but it's um, there's a salary cap for each team. So like Ooh. your rank is basically your salary and you can't go above a certain salary cap. Mm. So you basically can't build super teams. It's not like a bring your own team like IGL. It's more like, all right, let's put the let's put friends here and, you know, uh, have a team that's even with other teams and see how they do against each other and stuff like that so it, it's interesting in that aspect the only issue that we run into in ur is uh smurfs people mm-hmm. like holding their rank back so they're kind of sandbagging their rank and that's the biggest issue with ur is just fight figuring out who is the sandbagger and who belongs where yada yada what salary what rank what league what league uh but no that's that's what i play in so i'm always looking to get better recently i've been trying to get better at just shooting just in general of course uh mm. tough shots hard angles uh something more flashy maybe like ceiling shots uh certain pinches i have never practiced flip resets but i found myself starting to hip a couple of them uh Ooh. so that's one of those things where it's like you don't necessarily have to learn the mechanic and sit down and learn it you can kind of just pick it up one day the better you get it's kind of like taking a break from ones for two seasons and then coming back and destroying your first 10 games and then starting to lose again and then take another break. So it's kind of like you'll, you'll get there when you get there type of thing. So mainly, I like I that say, I, yeah, mainly shooting. Mm-hmm. Mainly shooting. Because I like that when it comes to flip resets, I found like as soon as you start getting comfortable flying like backwards or upside down, mm-hmm. that's when like your brain makes the click of like how your car could position to get a flip reset, if that makes sense. Uh, so that that totally makes sense to me. Yeah, shooting is so uh, man. It's been a while since we. I feel like I haven't practiced shooting enough. Uh, I think that's the reality. <laughs> like that's the thing that you like forget as you're trying to learn these like harder mechanics. But it's like, no, like especially when you're in lower ranks, it's like the easiest way to carry is okay. You're gonna get two shots in this game. Okay, 
because you know the game's all wonky and you can say what you want about your teammates but you're gonna get two shots and you better score with power <laughs> yeah in the top corner <laughs> and that that can be enough to carry a game uh, and by lower uh, ranks you mean very, gc <laughs> by lower ranks i mean gc yeah, one yeah. <laughs> um no i actually well yeah i i think i think you know, we can talk a lot about styles. I think everyone has like a habit style that they kind of develop as they're playing. Um, but no matter what your style is, you have a realization is as you like, let's just say you have a bad week or two. The thing that's going to get you up and out of it is the ability to just shoot the ball mm-hmm. hard to where the where the goalie isn't. And if you can get kind of that whole thing together, you're you're good. Well, I mean, goalie, I mean, defender, whatever. Um, I. The games I carry are not the games that I'm doing, like the flashiest mechanics, right? The games I carry is I found myself in a position and then I just slammed into the net and there's no way, you know, this champ one defender is going to save. Which which I feel is now the running mean. But if we do well in this Tellus tournament, you know, I kind of want to tank all the way down to Diamond because I think it's even funner. <laughs> um, <laughs> not on purpose, but it's just kind of the yep. way it's been, <laughs> the way it's going. Road to um, diamond. We're hitting it. Road to diamond. But no, I I'm definitely at a point of uh Yeah, I think I think when you play in diamond and like champ one lobbies like that area, you kind of have to assume your teammates are always you have to play as if your teammates are always gonna miss. Um and then also play like the opponent's always going to miss. I feel like that is that works. <laughs> I, that, that's I don't think that's necessarily fair, but I think definitely your teammates you have to play defensively in a way to assume they're not hitting the ball. Um, but then when you're in offense, you can you can make the assumptions or I don't know. It's it's like it's definitely like a weirder weirder area because of inconsistency. Like I think inconsistency is what make those diamond ranks and champ one ranks so so annoying and. Mm. Um, I know Wab says that for GC1, although I don't see it uh, because when I was in GC1 for a little bit, uh, that's not how I felt. But to be fair, I was also playing the best Rocket League of my life then. Fair, so fair. Uh, maybe I just, just ignored You were just everything. making up for the inconsistencies by hitting the net, and that's it. <laughs> well, I, I, like, I could actually take over games in GC1 because people were doing the things I predicted they were yep. doing. Um. But for instance, like this is actually kind of a funny thing because we we played a couple ranked games before our match yesterday, right? And obviously ties, I think GC two, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so that let us play against high ranked players. And there's like things where it's like when you have players that are really quick but also can flick the ball really quickly, it, it becomes so annoying because they're not just like binary binary quick players; they can just fifty all the time. They're like literally like, no, I, I have the ball and then I do a thing that you don't expect mm. at the last second and there's nothing you can do about it. Um, you want to know what you do about but it? Yeah. You don't challenge. You don't jump. Flakes mentality. <laughs> Mix, so what do you think of Flakes? Okay. <laughs> oh, how, about, how about we end the show on this? What do you think of Flakes is kind of like you know, people should play a little more defensive, pass a little more, kind of like, you know, strategic. I actually don't think that game. he says to pass. Like he, I, I will say that he's not a passing player. Oh, just like, just slower play. What do you, what do you think of this mix though? So, I, like almost every single Rocket League, like how to rank up video will start off in the lower ranks and they'll always say, play defense. That's how you'll rank up out of like, out of gold and then start getting into the plat range. Like just play defense. Don't let, the stupid shots go in and you'll be Gucci. Mm-hmm. Once you get into like the higher play, you kind of have to get into the, you know, the comfortability of playing that offensive role. So sitting back and playing defense and, you know, methodical the entire time isn't a bad thing, but if you're pinning yourself into one corner and you got a team or you've got an opponent who's like triple flip resetting and you're giving him all this space and time, then you're just going to be stuck in a corner and you're hardly ever going to be able to break out of your half. So it's honestly like how to rank up is just playing the middle ground. Like you have to be good at defense somewhat, you know, save a a somewhat difficult shot and you've got to be able to put a somewhat difficult shot on target and then that's how you'll get better. So 
just only sitting back and watching is uh, not a great idea in my eyes to like rank up and get better. It may work for ranking up. It's definitely not going to get you better. Like I think the yeah. wall you hit is bigger if you if you if you over rely on that. That's true, but I think you're misunderstanding what the flakes mentality is or the flakes game is, and I think you're misunderstanding it in a fair way. But what it really is is very non-committal. Um, you do everything to make your opponent give up the ball. And then you do everything to keep the ball as close to you as possible so you don't have to commit on offense or defense. You just wait for something to happen while putting pressure to force them to do something. Um, That's where the flakes mentality actually goes. And I think that's a very, very effective thing to do, Um, especially if it's people who are just hitting the ball. Like if it's people that are just hitting the ball and you stay a little bit back so that you can catch it and then do something with it, then that will always be more threatening than throwing yourself at the ball by double jumping or flipping and being out of the play for five seconds while your teammates in a 2v1. Yeah, and I I agree with that. Uh, But I think to counter that, Mm -hmm. in twos and even ones, ones mainly, and I think that's where he got his kind of like his play style from his his 1v1 skills. In 1v1s and usually in 2v2s, you have a lot of space in the field to be able to do that, to let your opponent move around and then take the ball away from them when you please, like when they're dropping it, when they're losing it, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And you don't really have, you don't really go out and force them to do it. Like you don't dive on your challenge to force them to throw the ball away and then set up for like a, an upfield pass or something like that. Mm -hmm. You, you just sit back. I I understand that part. And I, I did get a little tripped up on that. You're right. But when you get into like a three V three setting, to where if everybody on your team is doing that one play, you're going to be hitting each other on your goal line eventually. Like you guys are kind of all pushed back. And if you guys are controlling the midfield with that, that's probably best case scenario. But there's a lot of plays where like the opponent will have complete control of the ball and then push your team on the back half and kind of, you know, bundle you guys up to like one flick flicks all three of you. So that I think that's where the mentality of like just go forehead and make them throw the ball away, uh, and have the second and third man clean it up is what kind of like that ball chasing mentality is where that comes into play in threes. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think it's kind of funny that Mexico brings this up because this is like our biggest argument for why flakes is flakes only works if there's other two flakes on the on the, on the pitch with them, right? Um, like I feel like that's kind of like a common trend that we saw. It's like if you want Flake's style to happen, you need a full team that's dedicated to that style and mm-hmm. to force it, um, which is not going to happen in your solo mm-hmm. games. So I, I totally get your point there. Wabs, what did you want to add? Um, so threes is definitely harder to play the just sit back and take the ball when they give it to you. Um, I think if you're playing it properly, and I don't think it's necessarily the way that Flakes plays it. I will say that. I think he's too passive in a lot of uh, scenarios and threes. Um, But I do think that if you're playing it properly, to me, (laughs) um, then what you end up doing is you do send that uh, that first man to just go and force something, like having a diving play, because it allows that forward positioning for a pass. If you have three people on defense, then that is always going to be bad. You put someone forward, you put someone on the play um, in a very committal sense because you don't really care about that first person. They're just taking time so that the next person can do something good with it. Um, so having that first person go is great. But the moment you're in a 2vx, um, then you do have to play that non-committal where you're you do the fake challenge or you do challenge, but you challenge on the ground. You don't actually jump at it. You do whatever else you want to do just to make it so the next person, the third man, can actually do something with it and have control, have the chance to play. Because um, the first man doesn't matter. Nobody cares about the first man. We know this. First man, you just kind of sit there and go for the ball and be up, be upfield for a passing play when it comes. Outside of that, then it, it matters to not commit, in how I see it, at least. I, I 100% agree. I think, like... The flakes play style of you know shadowing is what I'm just going to sum it up to. Mm-hmm. Um, is very important for the third man. 
And For sure. once you start losing the players in front of you, the third man pretty much has to do that. And I think that's what made Flakes do really well on the defensive end uh, for a while in the RLCS was his ability to play that third man. But a lot of times he would play that third man and then not really be up supporting uh, mm-hmm. in the plays that he needed to. And then sometimes he would just get he would just get beat on third man sometimes. Mm-hmm. And if he if he was the first to challenge, like if he was first man on defense and he was the first to challenge that pretty much took away the defensive aspect of that team. Yeah. So having three flakes on the field is going to be, it, it would be interesting. Uh, it would be a very slow paced roster. I think um, a lot of team or a lot of people would call them boring, mm-hmm. like a boring pace roster. For sure. So everybody calls space station boring, but I, I don't, under, I don't see it people really. I mean, they just, kind of just go boring. full forehead into it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's a meme, uh, but they are definitely calling space station like pro other pros are like the casters weren't doing it but the pros were like calling space station a boring roster but i think nrg was calling it a meme but i think envy genuinely called them boring uh that's crazy but yeah honestly <laughs> like the 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 aspect of having three flakes on the roster like on the field which i don't i'm not saying there should be three flakes but if he's saying that everybody should play like him kind of and like sum it up uh it would be a little jumbled to say the least i think his idea in theory is fine i think the the field the arena would have to be like twice as big for it to work <laughs> yeah i mean uh, do you remember when uh, all the pro pro, pro, pro excuse me <laughs> pro players were talking about uh in, in like a, a next update where they were going to expand the field or something like that to make it bigger mm-hmm. every like all the pros were complaining about the field being too small now that rocket league's evolved yeah that was oh, I can argue that you can definitely go 1.5. Yeah, I would really like 1.5. I, I would say so. I think the net could actually stay. Well, I think the net can stay the same. So. I think the net could yeah. stay the same, and you, because uh, uh, I and like the counter argument this that I heard from someone once was that um, like lower level players like to them it just makes the field even more mm-hmm. vast. Mm-hmm. But no, I I think we see a lot more creativity with a little more yeah. space um, on the field uh, instead of just like. You know, you have you have half a second to do yeah. something. <laughs> like, I also think that for lower uh, level, level players, it would probably just end up in the corner anyway. So you're giving them a little bit more space in the corner. So it, that doesn't really. Again, they can all be bundled up a little further. Exactly. <laughs> so that's that's fine. I'd be. A, I don't think that's a problem. <laughs> I also think that 1.5 boost is great. 1.5 times boost makes the game so much better. Oh my oh. yeah. Oh. Stuff we can talk about on a future yeah. episode. Oh my god! <laughs> um, all right, Max, it was so great having you. I feel like uh, I feel like uh, you know we we got in as much digs on Relentless as we could, uh, but we'll definitely have to I think have you on again, especially if we have uh, certain. I, I feel like casting is such a wide topic that we could talk mm-hmm. about. Yeah, um, casting in esports is huge. There's so many other things that we could. So I uh, definitely great to have you on. Is there any? Uh, you know, pro- upcoming projects you want to promote, any, any things you want to shout out. Now's your chance to do so. Um, not really. I mean, uh, I do the casting for Game Time, like I said. If you want to check them out on Twitter, I believe it's Game Time underscore Detroit. Uh, but you should be able to find their Twitter pretty easily. I think they have a few different accounts, which is Game Time. Uh, find their Liquipedia, follow their quals. Uh, I've been casting a few of their qualifications. Uh, it's every Wednesday night. So usually when the you know podcast comes out, watch or listen to the podcast and watch some casting, you know, easy. Um, but I also do play, like I talked about earlier, uh, a league called United Rogue. Uh, it's a fun league. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a league for everybody. They have different ranks for, or the different different leagues for different ranks. You know, ranging like diamond below, like low champ, high champ, and then you know GC plus yada yada. Um, so definitely check them out. Just type in United Rogue, and you can find their application somewhere. Uh, I think the Twitter is easiest as well, and just United Rogue GG. But uh, I really enjoyed being on the podcast. I actually had a great time, and I would, would love to come back. Oh, for sure, mm-hmm. for sure. Next time Relentless rings me up, I'll just be like, sorry. <laughs> and then yeah. we'll we got to get both of us sometime. Uh, yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, uh, I'd like to also thank our lovely patrons who have been supporting us. Um, the... Most recent Rob and Kyle show is not out yet, but it is a beast. I think we almost timed it at two hours. It is, it is. Well, I mean, especially with our with our Pokemon naming. Oh, true, true. Uh, 
uh, that happened there. Um, it is it is a it is a beast. Uh, so if you enjoy us rambling about stuff, we talked about video games this time. You know, we nah, we had enough of the serious topics, <laughs> uh, which I'm sure we'll talk about in the pre-shows. But also, we have the pre-shows that that are part of that Patreon. So yeah, thank you to all. Page special shout out to the roll call tier patrons of Cursor, Glorious Zombie, I Drink Clorox, uh, Paint, Raz, Psych Mopko, and Vance. Thank you all for your excellent support. And uh, we're gonna end the show with me giving you a shout out. Or sorry, giving me you homework. I usually give some kind of homework at the end of the show, something to do, something to work on. Um, my homework for you, if you choose to accept it, um, is to read 10 pages of a book. Ooh. I don't care what kind of book it is, but the only requirement is that it's a book you're doing for fun and leisure because you're somewhat interested in as opposed to like a textbook or something like that. So 10 pages of a book, any kind of book you've been maybe meaning to read. Um, Maybe you got a preview first chapter of a book online. Maybe you'll read the first 10 pages. So your homework will be to read those 10 pages. There you go. There you go. Uh, Switching up, switching up. Anyway, thanks Wabs for being on. Thanks once again to Mixta for being here and we'll see you all next week. Bye-bye.